Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of My Circus, My Monkeys. And today we're going to talk about investing in your talents. Why? Because we all have talents, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily showing up as strengths. Because we're on autopilot so much, a lot of the habits that we have associated with our talents can actually show up as weaknesses if we're not paying attention and we're not actively investing in developing those talents into strengths. So stay tuned to find out how you can up your game by focusing on the things you're already good at. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Okay, let me start this episode with actually an example of myself. I was thinking, what are we going to talk about specifically in this episode? And my thought was, let me find a quote, a nice quote about investing in talents or a nice quote about strengths, because I like quotes. But then I thought, do I really need to have a quote? I mean, people like quotes, sure. But I realized that my love of quotes, in part, comes from two of my talent themes. Input which is looking things up and getting those resources that are useful and helpful in whatever you're trying to do. So in this particular situation, to illustrate something for my podcast. And then context is another one that I have. I don't know that I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but context is essentially, it's kind of a historical perspective. It's not one of the more common talent themes, but it's basically looking back and thinking about how did we get to where we are? So for me, quotes kind of encapsulate both the research, other people are talking about this, it makes sense to talk about it now, as well as what have we learned in the past about this issue or about what we want to talk about and how can that help my listeners understand what I'm about to say. So all that being said, these are my talents just showing up, you know, to kind of recap and put together things from a few episodes. Our talents show up for us every single day, whether they're invited or not. And more often than not, we are running on autopilot. So whatever habits and systems that you have developed over the years, congruent with your talent, they are just doing what they do. And when we don't pay attention, we can very easily go down some rabbit holes. As I was thinking about, ooh, let's find a quote, I thought, oh man, you know, this could be a half hour for you, Anne, looking stuff up on the internet, is that the best quote to get all that jazz? And I realized that going with my quote unquote talent gut in that situation was unnecessary and was actually going to waste my time because, yeah, there's a lot of quotes out there. But if it's not something that was already on my radar or really was going to illustrate a point, then it's just me going to look for it because that's what my talents like to do. And I mention this because it's kind of a small thing, right? Like when we think of strengths and using strengths in our daily lives or I should say, using talents every day, it seems like this big thing, like it should show up in some sort of meaningful, dramatic way. 
but they don't. They show up in these small little ways. And so what I want to talk about today is actually investing in those talents. And by investing, I mean adding skills, learning knowledge, and practicing so that the talents that you have, when you use them, more often than not, show up as strengths. And again, in a nutshell, the difference between the talent and the strength is that a talent is a naturally recurring pattern of thought, feeling, or behavior that can be productively applied. So again, the can is the optimum word there because if you're on autopilot and in whatever situation you're in, the habits that you have aligned with those talents are not helping you be productive, then they're showing up as a weakness. And conversely, the strength is the ability to consistently produce a positive outcome through near-perfect performance in a specific task. So we want to get you and we want to get me from just our talents showing up because that is what comes easiest to us. We want to flip it so that our talents aren't just showing up doing whatever they feel like doing, but rather they're doing things that help us get where we want to be. And again, like we've talked in other episodes, the productivity piece, the can be productively applied, isn't about how many widgets you're making. It's not about how many students you are seeing. It's not about retention numbers per se. Those can be your productive goals, but it's really about whatever you want to achieve. So if for you, spending more one-on-one time with your team members is your definition of productive, your talents can help you get there, but you have to be aware of how they're behaving and when you see them showing up in a way that's getting in your way, aka being a weakness, then you have to intervene and make some decisions. What is it about this talent that's being weird here and getting in my way? Do I need more training so that I can up my skill level? Do I just not have the knowledge that I need to really apply my talent in a consistent and productive way? And or do I just need to, now that I know more and now that I've, I'm developing these skills, do I just need to practice more consistently so that it goes into my autopilot and as I'm going through the day, now my talent is showing up in a way that helps me almost every time? So as we're talking about this, I'm talking both in general, but as supervisors, I would encourage you, as always, to focus on yourself first. Because the better you are at doing this, the sharper your skills will be, the more productive you will be. Again, whatever your definition of productivity is in this situation, and that will allow you to better coach your team. It will allow you to increase engagement. And absolutely everything I'm saying applies to your team as well, but always start with yourself first. You know, we talked about in the self-care episodes and in the stress episodes that you have to take care of yourself first to keep your cup full so that you're bringing your best to the game. And that is true whether it's just downtime for you or honing your skills. So think about this from your perspective first. And then as you are better understanding how this works, then bring it to your team. Okay, so what is the first thing that you need to do? Like I've said in other episodes, number one is awareness. We are on autopilot 95 to 99% of the time. And when we're under stress, it's more towards the 99 end. So I think that's most of us at this point. So if you're not aware of what you're doing, then you're just going to keep doing it. And if that thing that you're doing is not productive, 
you're just going to continue in whatever cycle you're in and never get where you want to go. And it's helpful to think about our talents as being a system. There's a bunch of habits within there that are linked to our talent. And like James Clear says, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. See, I didn't even need to look up a quote, like it just naturally came to me. So I'm glad I didn't waste my half hour earlier. But when we think of our talents in those terms, what you're really doing is becoming aware of the systems that you have that are connected to your talents and tweaking them. You're improving your systems so that when they're running, which is the vast majority of the time, you don't have to worry that they're getting you in trouble. You know that they're going to help you get where you want to go. And they're not just showing up because, oh, this is comfortable for me to research and look up quotes because I like looking up quotes and they make me feel warm and tingly and they make me think about the past and yada, yada, yada. Instead, you can find the ways that your talents are not showing up productively and say, okay, what do I need to do here? And that's the development piece, really. That's the investment piece. So step one is becoming more aware. And how do we do that? I mentioned in other episodes, every day, not necessarily for a long time, but for just a few minutes, think about how you used your talents and they helped you and how you used them and they got in your way. In the talent episode a long time ago, I suggested two minutes a day. And the two minutes is something that James Clear says in Atomic Habits, but all of the habits books will tell you that when you start a habit, you want to start it small. Now, that's not how we, we like to do things. We like to go big or go home, but that's not how our brain works. So the two minutes or one minute or five minutes, whatever is realistic to you, it's a small enough amount of time that you know, you're not going to put up too much a fight, right? Like, okay, I, I do have two minutes to do this at the end of the day. And as long as you commit to doing it and make sure it's on your calendar and that you do it, you know, you set up your intention to make sure that it happens. The two minutes is really all you need because the point is not to, you know, in the first week to assess all of your talents, how they're showing up, good and bad, so you can come up with a plan. The point is to get yourself used to thinking about how you, you are using your talents every day so soon it goes from two minutes to five minutes, maybe to 10 minutes, and then you get used to doing this. So as you're going through your day and suddenly something comes up, you're having a meeting with Betsy and you realize it's not going well. And so now in the minute, you can go, oh, I'm doing that thing that I do with blank talent that makes these interactions not go as well as they could. So in the moment, you can change your behavior. You can change how you think. And so that's really what the self-awareness piece is, is helping you be more present with how your talents are showing up. Because again, if you don't know how they show up, if you don't know how they're helping you, and you don't know how they're getting in your way, you're just going to keep doing the same things. And if you are exactly where you want to be professionally, personally, with everything in your life, then you really don't need to do this step because you're nailing it. You got it. Your talents are completely aligned with your goals, the behaviors that you have, the patterns of thought, they are at strength level. That's how they're showing up for you. But for the vast majority of us, and really I would say everyone, that's not how it is. Like me, myself, every day, my talents show up in ways that like are not necessarily helping me be productive. And the more I am aware of that, the more I can change my behaviors, my thought patterns midstream, 
and the more I can proactively impact those in the future. And we're not just when you are assessing and when you're thinking about the day and how your talents have shown up. We're not just talking about the negative things. We're also talking about how did you nail it that day? How did things go really well for you? Because we also tend to forget that if in this situation, when I did these things, it was really productive, how can I adapt what I'm doing here to other situations? A lot of what strengths coaching is, is helping people understand okay, this is this weird thing over here that I'm not comfortable doing and I don't think I can do it, which again, feeds into our limiting beliefs, our stories, that sort of thing. But when we can think about what's a similar time where you were able to do that, where you were able to be successful and what talents did you use, you can say, ah, I need to reframe this new situation and think of it more like this. Or I need to think about how these things that I'm already good at might help me get success in this new area or be more productive in this way. And again, it starts with the awareness piece. Now, I do want to say we've talked about Clifton Strengths before, and I've definitely said that if you haven't taken the Clifton Strengths assessment, that's fine. You certainly don't have to to get things out of this podcast, but I would really encourage you to do so if for no other reason the vocabulary it gives you. Because we have a difficult time talking about ourselves and certainly explaining our behaviors. You remember, you know, like toddlers when you were little, why did you do that? I don't know. And, you know, for kids, they really don't know. Like, I don't know. I just did stuff. But we as adults are not much better at that. There is no, I mean, there's always voices in our heads, it seems like, because our thoughts are constantly with us, which again, other episodes. But there's not actually a play-by-play going on in your head throughout the day so that you understand what your behaviors are, how you're thinking about things, how you're approaching different situations. And when you take Clifton Strengths, you get your dominant talent themes. So the things that you do best. And just clarification, the less expensive version of it is the same tool, but the report that you get, the top five report, which is certainly by far the most common, is only $20 if you just buy it straight off their website. If you buy the book, Strengths Finder, you get a code for it. You can usually get that cheaper. If you do coaching with us or if you do any of our trainings, you get that assessment for free and you get the full report. So you get the entire list of talents in order, including the ones that you're just straight up not talented at, which is not the point. But I would recommend that you do it. It's a a small amount of money and what you get back in return is so much greater. And I think that you would get way more out of the podcast just by taking that one assessment. Again, you certainly don't have to. Um, I'm not making any money by you going to Gallup and taking the assessment. But I just wanted to throw it out there because I don't want you to think that, oh, it's not a big deal. Don't take it. Because I think that it is a very powerful tool. Like Obviously, I, I quit my day job to start this business based on what I think is the power of this tool and how it can really help you navigate your world better and be more productive. Again, productivity being whatever your goals are. Okay, so that being said, once you become aware of how your talents are showing up in a helpful way, aka productive, or in a not so helpful way, aka as weaknesses, then you can start to go in and problem solve. What do I need to do? What do I need to know? What skills might I need to develop in order to be more productive? And usually when we think of 
professional development for ourselves. Let's go to a conference. Maybe let's read some books. Let's do some webinars. And often it's student-driven. It's job-driven in the sense that, oh, we're really worried about retention numbers right now. So let's do a webinar about retention. Or we need to do more about mental health on campus. Let's do a webinar on that. Let's do a workshop on that. And those are good, but they don't help you personally grow and develop. They may give you some ideas about how to do things at work to help get you to your goals, but you can sit with the most brilliant experts on retention and absorb all their wonderfulness and all their ideas if at the end of the day, your talents are showing up in a way that are sabotaging your efforts, it doesn't make a difference. You're not going to get where you want to go because knowing something and implementing it and reaching your goal because of how you implemented it are two completely different things. One of my frustrations, especially in higher ed, is that we get so focused on these, these specific goals of you know doing more for students' mental health doing more to help students developmentally, which, which again, I think are great goals. But we forget that if we as supervisors don't know what we're doing and we don't do anything to up our supervisor game, knowing how much employee engagement, student engagement, the success of our teams, our ability to reach our goals hinges upon our ability to supervise in a productive way We're doing everyone a huge disservice by focusing more. You know, again, it's kind of like the same idea as self-care. Well, it's better to just do all these things for others. Okay, but you are not bringing, you are not able to bring the best of yourself because you don't know how to set expectations. And so no matter how, how many brilliant things you know and how many great ideas you have, if you're not able to set expectations with your team to help them achieve them, then you're just spinning your wheels. And not only is your team going to be frustrated, but you are going to be frustrated. So again, the investment in yourself, the investment in these talents, which again, well, these are my talents and they're very personal. I should should worry about other people first. You're not going to make the impact that you want to make on the external systems, on the students, on your team, if you're not making similar gains for yourself. And when I say for yourself, I mean to help develop these talents so that they are being productive for you. And I mentioned weaknesses a couple times already in this podcast, but I just want to go back to the definition of weakness. A weakness is a shortage or misapplication of talent, skill, or knowledge that causes problems for you or others. So when you are using your talent at a time that's not appropriate, but again, Because it comes so easily to you, it just kind of shows up and starts doing its thing. When you don't have the skills to back up your talent so that it's showing up in a mature way and again, being productive, weakness. And when you don't have the knowledge to help support your talent, it means that your talent is going to show up more likely than not as a weakness as opposed to a strength. And again, these are all very solvable problems. Like you have talents, you have the ability to get there. It's just a matter of assessing how you're currently using them, making that commitment to learn more, to practice more, to implement what you've learned to support your talents so that they act as strengths. So I would encourage you that when you are thinking about your own professional development, and I know it's tricky. So even if you are thinking, 
well, retention is just so important. I really need to focus on that. Like I, I really feel really, my tummy feels icky if I think about spending money, quote unquote, just on me when I could take this webinar or take this workshop on retention. What I want you to do is think about, and again, hopefully you've been doing some reflecting so that you become more self-aware of how these things are showing up, but ask yourself this question. How are your talents helping you achieve your goals, or I should say your institution's goals on retention, and how are they getting in your way? Because I think that more directly helps you link your own day-to-day behavior to the ultimate goal. Because otherwise, it's just like a, well, I mean, I'm spending money just on myself to develop myself, or I'm helping students. When you think about the fact that what you do day-to-day impacts whether or not you reach this goal, I think it makes it more meaningful and it helps you better understand that if there are some things that are blocking your efforts, your ability to get you where you need to go, your team where they need to go to help students overall, then that's the thing that you need to address first. Because once you fix that, then the other things come easily to you. And you can do the same thing, you know, diversity, inclusion, these social justice issues that have come to the forefront lately. You know, they've always been there in education, but certainly in society, they've come to the forefront with everything going on politically. Think about yourself and the role that you are and how you want to help. And think about how do my talents help me create a more just society for the students on our campus, for this, for the people in the world? And how might they be getting in my way? And this was slash is true. Like for me, when people had opposing views on issues of social justice, I would have a visceral response and it would make it very difficult for me to have a meaningful conversation with other people to help me better understand where they were coming from and hopefully present information in a way that they would be open to and would help them better understand the issue. And so as much as I wanted to make an impact, my ability on the ground to have these conversations was getting in my way. So for me, the better investments of my time, my development dollars, however you want to view it, was to be more comfortable having those conversations. Because when I was able to do that, it would exponentially increase my impact for anything else I wanted to do regarding social justice issues. And I will say, for the most part, at the time, I didn't do that. You know, I would go to webinars on LGBT issues, minority issues, you know, Latino issues, that sort of thing. I, I would do very focused webinars or classes, which again, you know, it gave me some good knowledge, but knowledge without implementation, I don't want to say it's useless, but it's pretty much useless. And, and I say that with all due respect, because I, as someone who has intellection, which is another one of the talent themes, and, you know, that's everything in my mind, thinking, thinking, thinking all the time. Let's use my input to put more information and think about more stuff. My brain is filled with all sorts of awesome information that I have never actually implemented. And therefore, other than the voices that are going around in my head, has not made any meaningful changes in my life or the lives of others. So that implementation piece is so important. So as you're thinking about development for yourself in relationship to what you want to be able to accomplish for your team, And for students, start thinking about how you as an individual and how your talents are showing up, how they're helping and getting in your way. And from there, you'll be able to make better decisions about how to learn, grow, and develop the skills necessary to take your talents 
and turn them more consistently into strengths. So as a supervisor, investing in your talents benefits you because you're running on autopilot most of the time. And as talented as you are, it doesn't mean that your talents are always being productive for you. It's just the way that they're showing up based on your years of experience and the habits and systems that you've developed to accompany those talents. But again, if you're not where you want to be in any particular area, then your systems are not aligned with your goals. So you need to go back and look at how your talents are showing up so you can develop them. And when this happens, your ability to achieve the goals that you so very much want to do for the sake of others, your ability to do that increases exponentially. And when you think about how it benefits your team as a supervisor, your ability to communicate with them better, your ability to improve employee engagement, your performance management skills, so keeping your team on track where they need to be so that you are achieving your goals as a team is so important. And that all comes back to your ability to, on a day-to-day basis, really make your talent sing, aka show up as strengths. This benefits your students because when you're firing on all cylinders, when your team, both because you're firing on all cylinders and you've helped coach them so that they're being more productive, so that they're investing in their talents, so that when they do that, they can actually implement and develop systems to help achieve the goals that you and your team want to achieve, the students ultimately benefit. Because by doing all this, you're increasing employee engagement. And like we talked about last time, if your employees are not engaged, if you are not engaged, you're not going to make a very meaningful impact on student engagement. Again, no matter how well-intentioned you are, that's just how it works. So your homework for this week, if you haven't already been doing it, every day, two minutes or three minutes, minute and a half, whatever you need to do, fit it in, reflect on how am I using my talents? How did I use them today? How did they help me? How did they get in my way? If you've already been doing this, then your homework is to start looking for patterns. What are the things that are consistently keeping me from being productive? What are the things that are consistently really helping me be productive? How can I do more of the productive things in other situations? And for the areas where I kind of keep tripping over myself, you know, the the things keep showing up as weaknesses and I'm not getting where I want to be, whether it be with a person, a project, or just your overall life, where can you invest to make a change? What class could you take? What book could you read? What podcast could you listen to? Hopefully this one. Where can you invest to make that difference, to make your talents show up better for you so that you're being more productive? Okay, what do we want to talk about next time? Next time, I want to talk about supervising virtually. We've obviously been in this pandemic for a while, and so most of us are still, at least in part, supervising from home at different times of the week. So let's talk about what that means, how you can be a better supervisor virtually, and how you can help your team be better virtually. So until then, be more self-aware of how your talents are showing up and or find where you can invest in those talents so that they become more productive for you and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkeys. 
You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.